0: Good morning, and welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ um, on a wonderful Sunday, June 28th. We thank you um, for tuning in today, and we thank you for uh, your uh, persistence in serving the Lord. And today I remind you of some of the words of the Apostle Paul. And we had a wonderful uh, midweek service this week, and we've been meeting virtually um, for those of you who are interested and have not tuned in into our midweek services find us if you email us at news at mesabranch.com we can get you connected to our email service and that way you can be updated you can find us on facebook at the church of jesus christ at the mesa branch you can find us on instagram at tcojc underscore mesa underscore branch so there are all sorts of ways that you can plug in digitally with us Because truly these are trying times. But I remind you of what Apostle Paul says. He says, rejoice in hope. And our hope is Jesus Christ today. And the next thing he goes into, he says, be patient in tribulation. These are truly trying times. But if we have hope in Jesus Christ, we can endure with patience through him. He gives us the strength. He sustains us. And he says, be constant in prayer. Let us be drawn out to God continually. Whether you're at home, whether you listen to this on your way to work, be constant in prayer. Reach out to God in these times because He's reaching out to you. So I'm very excited. Um, Brother Austin will be addressing us today, and we look forward to what the Lord has in store for us. Let's open in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity um, to share the Word of God Um, because through this, Lord, it gives us strength. It enriches our lives, and it points us toward your son, Jesus Christ, who through him, he is our hope, Lord, of a salvation. He is our hope of eternal life, and he gives us that desire to grow closer to you. And, Lord, I pray that whatever is said and done today, that you might guide uh, my brother Austin, that, you would, um, that it might be your words today, not ours, that you would lead him, that you would direct him, Lord. And I pray that we might be a blessing uh, to your people today. I pray for the many who are sick, the many who are afflicted, um, those who are in the hospital right now, Lord. I pray that you would go to their side, that you might um, give them the peace that they need, Lord, that you might uh, grant a healing upon their bodies uh, that they need. I pray for those who are anxious, Lord, in, this, in these troubling times, Lord, that they might know that your spirit brings them comfort, that your spirit brings them peace today. And Lord, I pray for all of us that we might have peace in our lives, knowing that Jesus Christ. Um, is our savior so lord i pray that you would bless us we love you we thank you we ask this in jesus most precious name amen
1: well good morning everyone uh it's wonderful to be here it's wonderful to have the opportunity to spend some time uh with you uh virtually um but we're excited as brother aj said to be here and um you know he did reference uh how we are trying to provide outreach for for you and again, I will take the opportunity to encourage you to get involved um and to be involved uh even just listening to the word of God and uh our midweek services and and those things lord we just uh we encourage you to do that um and so You might hear that a couple of different times today, but that's okay. Um, Today's message, uh, not too surprising when you know me, um, comes from a song that I was listening to, uh, albeit from a Christmas album, which might seem a little odd to you, but um, regardless, uh, the song just spoke to my heart um, several weeks ago, and um, God just continues to work a message within me, and so... Uh, I'm going to do my best to share it with you today, but we're going to listen to that song. Um, it's called Give Me Jesus, and it's an old hymn um, written long ago, and many performers perform it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I when I was YouTubing it uh, to get what we're going to watch, and hopefully we uh, are able to see it all today, uh, I found that uh, a... Um, Artist named Fernando Ortega actually did a tribute to uh, Ruth Graham at her memorial service using this song. And um, those that, like contemporary Christian Mark Schultz uh, also has a version of this song. But today it's going to be a, a version uh, by Danny Gokey um, for any American Idol fans out there. He was actually a contestant on American Idol and actually got third place uh, one season. I don't happen to watch American I.O., uh, but still, regardless, uh, just a, a fun fact about him. Um, and so I pray that this song will bring a blessing to you as it did to me. Well, as you saw, um, not a lot of lyrics to this song. Uh, pretty basic. Um, uh, three verses, one line repeated over and over again. Um, and then a chorus with a message of, give me Jesus. I only want Jesus. Just give me Jesus. Um, and so this morning, I want you to know that although I've tried my best to complicate this message as much as I can, um, as I look through the scriptures and, and try and, you know, glean uh, a message that, that can be delivered that... Um, the crux of the message is, give me Jesus. And I hope that you're excited. As Brother AJ said when he introduced our service, I hope that you're excited today. And I hope that you're excited that the message is, give me Jesus. Because we are in troubled times. And, and we are bombarded, as we've been talking about for months now. Um, who, who thought we would be here heading into our fourth month of this pandemic and dealing with the things that we continue to deal with and and you know we're still struggling with getting back to life as quote-unquote normal whatever that's going to be and we see the rise of the pandemic here in arizona taking another spike and and uh, things having to be shut down again and, and concern and and all this stuff and through it all my heart wants to say give me jesus yet, I think like you, probably that's a struggle sometimes because we get bombarded. We get, it, it is overwhelming. We get frustrated. We get uh, confused sometimes with what to believe and what not to believe and what spin is being put on this and what spin is being put on that. And, and all these things, they weigh upon us. So. This morning, I hope you find encouragement that the, the message is hopefully going to be uh, enlightening to you. Hopefully, the examples I'm going to go through in the scripture will provide you an opportunity to call out, Give me Jesus in these troubling times. <clears throat> I'm going to start with uh, Ephesians 5. And I'm going to start in the 15th verse. And this is uh, the Apostle Paul to the Ephesians. I'm going to reference the Apostle Paul, not only in Ephesians, but also in Philippians. And then I'm going to uh, make another reference of a character in the scripture that I think is just a profound, not a whole lot written about her, but is just profound. And I, I know that she had this desire to give me Jesus. That was what burned within her. And drove her to the actions that we read about. So um, <clears throat> share that too. So 5th chapter, 15th verse. Uh, and again, this is Apostle Paul. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And I start there because the Apostle Paul, uh, as I'm going to explore a little bit in Philippians, um, he had kind of two different lives, two different paths, let's say, that he was following. And for him to make these proclamations, and and what we'll read here in Ephesians shortly, is nothing but profound. It is. It should be encouragement for us today that no matter what the circumstances of our life, no matter where we're found in our life, God can change things and change our perspective and give us that attitude of give me Jesus. And to me here, the Apostle Paul is just reminding them, make sure you're redeeming the time, you know, because the days are evil. And, and can we argue with that today around us? To me, this is where the scripture just is so timeless, as Brother A.J. talked about. um, It's so timeless for us. We go um, back and we read some of these things and we think, wow, this really can relate to the day, that the evil is all around us and the times are evil. And so we need to redeem the time. We need to be encouraged by doing the things that are led by the Spirit of God, as he tells us in the 18th verse. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with it not with the fear or anxiety or the pressures that the world would place upon us, but be filled with the gift of the power of the Spirit of God, that it might lead us and cause us to have that yearning to call out, give me Jesus. Okay. Um. As he goes on in the 19th verse, he talks about this idea of singing song, songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. Not only does that give us joy, but that we would do it to the Lord. And so when Brother AJ encourages you to participate in our testimony service this upcoming Wednesday night, or uh, in the lesson that we just had this last Wednesday, we've kind of been alternating. For, For those that might not know, we've been having a lesson, and then we have a testimony service. So this week, upcoming testimony service. Be there, giving thanks in your heart, always, for the things that God has done through Jesus Christ. Making melody in our hearts, singing songs of praise to God for Jesus Christ. All right. We're going to move over to Philippians. And Philippians is a fantastic uh, read. Um, It's a very encouraging gospel. It's a very encouraging um, message. And what I love is Paul's salutation to the Philippians as he um, starts off his address and, you know, he kind of calls out he, he and Timothy who are together and he's writing this to, the, to those in Philippi and the deacons and the bishops and uh, grace be unto you. And then he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. <laughs> what an interesting way to start his letter. And, you know, uh, here we are four months into this thing and I, I think... Unfortunately, I can somewhat relate to this. You know, when we get together every week, um, we see each other all the time. And we kind of maybe take that for granted a little bit. But here we are four months into this thing. And unfortunately, I have to proclaim, like Paul, I have to have remembrances of many of you which is sad in my heart. But I thank God that I have those remembrances of you. As you, When we sit here and we fill these pews and we share and singing songs of praise and spending time together, it's so wonderful and I miss those times so greatly. But yet in my heart, I thank God for my remembrances of you today. And I'm encouraged and I pray that you remember those things as well. Because, again, the world's going to continue to bombard us. So remember those things that bring food and spiritual, uh, that spiritual food for your soul. And I hope that that does that for you today. So I wanted to call that out in the beginning of his address. I'm going to jump over to the second chapter. Um, You're going to have to give me one second. Sorry. All right. I'm going to start in the fourth verse of the second chapter. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Um, Book of Mormon calls this the condescension of God. it's, It's something we need to recognize and understand, that Jesus Christ took upon him flesh and became, as it were, a man. And he did so because it was the will of his Father, and because he loved you and I. And so when I say, and we, the song says, give me Jesus, and he's all I want, and he's all I ever need, as was uh, repeated over and over and over again as we listen to that song, I want you to know in whom you're trusting when you proclaim these words, give me Jesus. You know, we're, in, in a lot of ways, we feel like we're choosing him, but we're choosing him Because he first chose us. And so Paul, I think, is kind of illuminating this here to to the church in Philippi. And, And in the eighth verse he says, And being found in fashion as a man, again talking about Christ, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. Let's not forget that. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and everything in heaven, and the things in earth, and the things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is who... This description that Paul is giving is very vivid of who Jesus Christ is. And, and it's such a brief snapshot, too. I mean, obviously, we've got all the scriptures we can look to, both Bible and Book of Mormon, to who Jesus was and, and the character and all the prophecies that pointed to him. But Paul kind of gives us a very brief synopsis here. But like you, sometimes I like to read the cliff notes. And so here's the cliff notes for you. Um, he came not for his own glory, but for the glory of the Father. And he came because he loved you and he loved me. And he took upon him flesh and went to the cross and died and rose on the third day, because that was the will of the Father, and it was what was required when he chose us. And there will be a day And we look forward to this day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Even as the Apostle Paul talks about here in heaven and in earth. And he says even in things beneath that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. And, you know, is it just enough for us to take him into to choose him and to say, give me Jesus and then be done? And I'm going to say the answer is no. As we learned uh, about on Wednesday night in our our class, faith without works is dead. And so we talked about faith and having faith. And faith is a gift that comes from God. And the measure of faith that we receive is a gift from God. But an act of faith has opportunity to grow and to swell within us. And it becomes something that we have opportunity to exercise And to uh, the more we give heed to the faith that we have in God and in his son, Jesus Christ, the more strength we can draw, especially when we're in these trying times. So if you're sitting there thinking today, well, I'm really struggling with what's going on around us. That's okay. You know, I'll raise my hand and say, I'm struggling with the two. You know, we got I got a call on Thursday. We had to send a whole department home from our corporate office in Denver because we had a couple of outbreak cases of COVID. And so that means the whole part of that office is quarantined for 14 days. Working from home or doing whatever they need to do. That's concerning to me. You know, here I am running an operation here locally. And that's one of the concerns I have. What happens if we have an outbreak? <laughs> what happens? Now forget an outbreak. What if we have a confirmed positive case? We've had a few uh, uh, Interactions with employees who had contact with somebody who had a confirmed case. And that led to a whole set of protocols and things that we had to trick. So it's concerning to me. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's concerning to me. It's not just this pandemic either. We see um, the uh, rise of the bringing forth of this notion that we have of racism and how um, racial inequality within our environment and it's so rampant among us and we see both sides and and it's so um, can be so polarizing and so concerning and so in all these things it's okay to be concerned But when we exercise our faith and we draw strength from the faith that we receive, and the measure of faith from the gift of God comes and feeds our souls, we take comfort in words like, give me Jesus. It might seem like an elementary Bible school answer. You know, when you're in a Sunday school class and somebody asks a question, well, how can we go wrong? Give me Jesus. You know, it kind of seems elementary, but we've got to take that and internalize it and take these things in our in our in our heart. And we have to believe them that our spirit would overflow with opportunity to not only just proclaim, give me Jesus, but to believe it. I'm going to jump to the other example that I wanted to share today. Take a slight drink of water. We've got a slight cool off here in Arizona. We're, what, 103 coming up? So it's a nice uh, wintry day here. But a <laughs> but, uh, little parched. Um, the character that I wanted to talk about this morning... Um, is Mary. And as we know, there's several Marys that are mentioned in the scriptures. And in this case, we're not talking about the mother of Jesus. Um, We're talking about the sister of Martha and Lazarus. They lived in a town called Bethany and were followers of Jesus and friends of Jesus. And to me, as I was reading back through some of these scriptures about Mary, it just, to me, symbolized so much of what I'm, I want to portray today. What I want, hope the message that comes across is, is a life filled with saying, give me Jesus, and not only saying it, but believing it with all your heart. And uh, I'm going to start in the... 10th chapter of Luke, <clears throat> and this is a story that's, I, I know we've had many sermons here in Mesa about this, this particular story, um, but again, just starts to give us an example of who this person was. And in the 38th verse of the 10th chapter of Luke, it says, Now it came to pass as they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house, meaning Jesus and the disciples. And she said, or I'm sorry, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha Martha was cumbered about, much serving, and came to him, and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Well, probably not the answer that Martha was looking for would be my guess. And I can totally relate to her. You know, sometimes we get frustrated when we feel like what we're doing is what we're supposed to be doing. And maybe we kind of start looking at others and we think, Why are they not doing this and why are you know it it, it creeps into our mind it's our flesh we we just have that that nature about us we want to look at everybody else and say well that's not fair you know that's not fair I have to do this and she's over here gets to do this and you know in this case here I am preparing and serving and getting all this stuff ready and she's sitting here listening to you can't you come make her come which was much more the tradition that Martha and Mary grew up within that they would be serving, and the men would be there sitting and congregating. But Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. And I even think Martha Jesus' response is a response to us today. Submit your name where he says, Martha, Martha, Austin, Austin, thou art careful and troubled about many things. And it might not be serving or preparing a meal. or We're troubled about many things. And so in this example, Mary sits at the feet of Jesus. And so I'm encouraging us today. You even are taking an opportunity to do that today by tuning in and and listening to the word of God being preached. Whether it's me or whether it's somebody else. God has opportunity. You're sitting at the feet of Jesus today. And may today be a day that you're making a difference and a change in your life. Because too often, we're like Martha. We are troubled about many things. It's just what happens. Our environment, as I already talked about, leads us to that. And we are concerned about a lot of things. Well, let's continue on this story about Mary. And I'm going to jump to John, the uh, 11th chapter. Another familiar story and um, famous uh, miracle of Jesus that happens in this story regarding Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus, who was their friend. Again, of Jesus and the disciples. And I want you to take heart. Let's not be too critical of Martha. Because Martha was doing what what she was taught to do. And she was following through with what she thought was the right thing to do in serving Jesus. She brought him into her house and and was serving him. And I don't want you to think that Mary was better than Martha. No. Jesus used that as an example to teach and he's continuing to teach us with that example today. And in the 11th, verse, uh, 11th chapter, sorry, the first verse, I'm going to start. It uh, says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus. And again, this very similar introduction of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And listen to the second verse. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Okay, we're going to come back to that. But remember that verse. Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified. And I want you to listen to this verse. Fifth verse. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved them. And this is after that story that we just read. And so it's not like Jesus said, oh, well, I love Mary because she's choosing the better part. And Lazarus was probably in the room at the time. No, Jesus loved them all. And so, if you're feeling the weight of guilt and frustration and concern, Jesus loves you today. And he wants to bring you out of that today. He loves you, just as he loved them. Um, Sorry, I'm going to jump a a little around in this. Uh, We're not going to continue reading there. We're going to jump over to the... Uh, Jesus doesn't come right away. Uh, uh, Just kind of preface what's going on. Um, Let me jump to the 19th verse. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. All right? So many of their friends came to their home, were comforting them, because at this point, it was believed that Lazarus was dead. And, in fact, Jesus even said to his disciples when he said, this isn't to death, and they're like, oh, well, if he's okay, then we're fine. And, and he said, Lazarus is dead. He very directly says that to the disciples. Um, and many of the Jews came to Mary and Martha to comfort them. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. So Martha didn't just stay there waiting for Jesus to come. Martha left the house and Went to find Jesus as he heard she heard he was on his way, but Mary sat still in the house. Interesting scripture. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. So here she is. She's she's going out. Not, you know it, we don't know the context of what Mary is she upset here. I, I don't think so, because she's going out. She loves Jesus. They loved each other. It was a family of God in G, the love of Christ. And so she went out. And, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus goes on, and he says, thy brother shall rise again. And of course, you know, being in the circle, she understood. Well, yeah, of course he's going to come back in the, next, in the resurrection. And, and, and Jesus goes on to kind of... Pronounced to her that that's not what he's talking about. And uh, she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, in the 27th verse, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. In the 28th verse, And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calls for you. As soon as she heard that, Mary arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town but was in the place where, where Martha had met him. So even at this point Martha leaves, Jesus stays where he's at. And and Martha gets word back to Mary. Hey, Jesus is here. He's calling for you. And G- and Mary gets up and quickly goes. Now I want you to hear this because I think this is important. Uh, message in the 31st verse the Jews then which were with her in the house so remember their friends had come to console them and to be with them after their brother's apparent death uh, and the Jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary that she rose hastily and went out they followed her saying she goes unto the grave to weep there Little did they know where she was going, because remember Martha had kind of sent secretly to tell Mary what was going on. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. So a very similar salutation, and it doesn't say that Martha didn't fall it, it But it very clearly calls out that Mary fell at the feet of Jesus. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he says, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. And then the story goes on, and Jesus goes and you know, calls Lazarus from the grave and says, come forth, and, and, and Lazarus comes out. They, at First, they're concerned. He tells Martha, hey, have them roll the stone away. Lord, what are you doing? He's been dead. He's going to stink. And Jesus, have them do it. Well, the reason I stopped there at the 31st verse and also wanted to mention how the Jews had come because once we get through the miraculous coming forth of Lazarus out of the tomb and the resurrection of Lazarus, um, in the 45th verse of the 11th chapter, he says, or I'm sorry, it says, "Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him." Wow. This example that Mary is laid out for us of Mary in the scriptures should be exciting to us in that it should give us comfort within but it also tells us that others received and have opportunity to say give me Jesus through our example, through our works as they were. Not that Our works are anything without the Lord being within them. But through the example of us saying, give me Jesus. I believe when when Mary ran to Jesus and fell at his feet, it was in that attitude of, give me Jesus. I'm mourning the loss of my brother. Give me Jesus. And again, not that Mary didn't have that attitude, because I believe that she did. But in this scripture, it calls out because Those that were there in the house followed Mary because they were concerned she got up so quickly to leave. And so when we have opportunity to fall at the feet of Jesus and say, give me Jesus. Others have opportunity to see that and to believe just as they did in the scripture. But not everyone did. Some left and went and told the Pharisees what was going on. Oh, just raised Lazarus from the dead. And I don't know whether they, obviously, they believed. I, obviously, they saw what happened. But those that believed, I think it was a change in their life that day. You know, maybe they had heard about this Jesus. They were friends with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, too. That's why they came, to console them. And I don't know whether they sat and heard the words of Jesus or not. But they believed that day. Well, another story. We're going to turn the scripture, uh, turn the page one more in the 12th chapter of John. And here we are at another dinner at their house. And as the scripture says, Martha is serving. And Lazarus is sitting at the table says in the first and second verse. And the third verse is what we're going to focus on today. Then took Mary a pound of ointment and of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Very... Uh, inappropriate, I guess, maybe would be the right word in the custom of their day. Um, and even the disciples called out, well, We could have sold that and given to the poor. You know, that, that was expensive ointment. What, why are we wasting? And Jesus calls out, and he, he, he does it here in John, but I'm actually going to jump over to Matthew, the 26th chapter. Uh, in the 10th through the 13th verse. And Jesus kind of, not scolds, but he he informs the disciples. Uh, And when Jesus understood it, he says, Why trouble ye this woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached, in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial to her. When I read that, I, I, the Spirit of God just filled me and of any other part of this message, and I started out, give me Jesus. That's what I want you to take away today. But I want you to understand Mary's actions were of such that she was constantly saying, give me Jesus, give me Jesus. And I don't know why she sat in the house when Martha went after Lazarus had died. She sat there, but she sat there quietly. And, and when, but when Jesus called, she went running. And she fell at the feet of Jesus. And in this example, she does this very um, ceremonial type of uh, situation, but she did it out of the love of Jesus. And I don't know whether it was motivated by her brother being healed. I I believe it was the Spirit of God, as the Apostle Paul talked about back in Ephesians, that we be led by the Spirit of God. And it was the Spirit of God that was leading her to break that alabaster box of ointment and to anoint Jesus and to again bow at his feet and to wipe his feet with her hair. This was another give me Jesus moment for Mary. And Jesus proclaims here, not only those that were in the room who are giving her somewhat of a hard time for doing it and being wasteful with this money that could have been given to the poor, Jesus proclaims that as long as the gospel is preached, that this message is to be told as a memorial to her. Because in that moment, she was saying, give me Jesus. Jesus. It didn't matter how costly that was. Give me Jesus. You know, again, I, my hope and my prayer is that this message is encouraging to you today. That we might be like Mary. That we might be like Martha. That we might be like Lazarus. That we might be like Paul. That we have a desire to say, Give me Jesus in our troubles. You know, Lazarus was kind of a complicit. I mean, he was dead. (laughs) The only thing he got to participate is he was sick and he died. And Jesus said, come forth. And Lazarus was raised from the dead. And so if you feel like you're dead today, if you feel like sin is weighing you down to death Call out to the Lord, give me Jesus so that he can resurrect your life, resurrect your spirit that's within you, that you might rise up again. But in this story with Mary, we have opportunity to show forth the love of Christ to a world that is so evil, that is so dark, it is so concerning. It does weigh us down. We're cumbered about with it, like Martha. It We're troubled about it. We have opportunity. To call out to Jesus. And so that's what I'm encouraging you to do today. Um, I, I'm going to reference one more song. We're not actually going to play it today. It's going to be on the links that we're going to send out uh, for both the song at the beginning and uh, we'll include this link as well. Ironically, this was another contestant on American Idol. She didn't actually make it onto it. Um, I didn't even know this until I was looking for, again, the YouTube. Um, and you know what? I was impressed about her story. The reason she did not make it on to actual shows for American Idol. They, they really thought her voice was fantastic and because she wasn't worldly enough. <laughs> they basically, one of the judges told her, well, once you have a relationship and you'll, you'll be so much more sexy. Hmm. This is a Christian woman, her mom, and she was praying about this. She didn't even really want to do it. And... Uh, um, anyway, long story short. Isn't that the world what the world's telling us today? You're not sexy enough. The message of Christ,. Eh. But if we show forth and we proclaim, "Give me Jesus in our life," the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ is greater than anything. This, this world can give. You know, in that first song, it says, give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Give me Jesus. Well, this other song is by uh, an artist called Mariah Peters. And the, the song, very similarly, is called I Choose Jesus. And the second verse of the song really kind of hit me says, I stand unashamed, trusting in one name, because I have seen the cross and I believe. Oh, this choice comes at a cost. All other things are lost. No other love could mean so much to me. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. Beautiful song. I pray it's an encouragement today. May God bless you. May we take the opportunity to say, give me Jesus in our lives in these troubling times. Are we still going to have complications, troubles? Absolutely. But we should find strength in saying, give
0: me Jesus. God bless you. It's my prayer. What a wonderful message of hope that we heard this morning. And as I sat in the back, I asked myself and I asked you today, who are you this morning? Are you Lazarus? Spiritually dead? Maybe cannot find the last cannot remember the last time you knelt in prayer? Be hard pressed to find your Bible and Book of Mormon? Let alone the last time you opened them? Are you Martha this morning? spinning your wheels on so many things that don't necessarily matter and missing the miracles of God that are in the same room as you? Or are you Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet? You already woke up this morning. You read your devotionals. You fasted. You prayed. Wanting more for God in your life. You see, the scriptures open up to demonstrate to us that you're not alone in all this. That he gives us examples in the word of God, he gives us examples in our lives today to reassure us that the struggles that we have are not ours alone. And more importantly, the struggles that we have today, if we just simply give them to Jesus, We can overcome. So, as John, the 11th chapter, the 5th verse says, Now Jesus loved Martha. He loved his sister. And he loved Lazarus. It doesn't matter which one you are today. Jesus Christ loves you. And I'm with Brother Austin today. Sometimes I want to make the message so complicated when it is so simple. I want Jesus in my life. I want him in my marriage. I want him in my home. I want him for my children. It's that simple. And no matter what trial or tribulation, no matter what distraction, no matter how far off the beaten path, I know that Jesus Christ still loves me, and he still loves you today. So my hope, my prayer for you, is the same as Brother Austin that you might pray, give me Jesus today, that he might fill your life, that he might fill your home, that you might have something better today because he is in your life. May God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Again, there are many ways to reach us on social media. Reach out to us if you need prayer. Find us, join us in the midweek services. Join us every Sunday. We're happy to have you. May God bless you and we're gonna close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the message. We thank you for reminding us how simple it is. How simple it is that if we just let Jesus Christ into our lives, that if we put down our guard, and if we solely submit to him, and let him work within us, Lord, that you have such great things in store for us that you bring us peace, that you bring us comfort, that you bring us hope that this world cannot give us. And Lord, I thank you for Jesus Christ in my life. I thank you that he came into this world as a servant, Lord, that he went to the cross willingly for us, and he died for us today. And Lord, there are no words that can describe the feeling that we have, And I pray that whoever is in need of Jesus Christ today, that they might receive. Lord, that their hearts might be open to receive him. Because from him flow living waters, regeneration of their lives, hope and things greater than this world can give us. So Lord, I pray that you might be with us this week. Protect us, watch over us. I pray that you might inspire us in prayer, that you might inspire us as we study your word. Pray that you would be with those who are sick and afflicted, Lord, that you might go to their side as well. We love you so much and we thank you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today.